Welcome to the Media Bubble Podcast. I'm Carol, and he's Frederick, and let's get this show on the road. Oh, okay, and welcome to the second part of our Kingdom Hearts uh, 3 trilogy of videos, I guess. Yeah, dissection, uh, diving, analysis, we're going through it all, baby. Uh, yeah, in the last uh, episode we covered almost ev- every game. Or we covered the timeline of Kingdom Hearts 3 announcement to a release. And uh, this time around, we're going to talk about the actual game itself. The best way I could come up with uh, going through this game is uh, there are some points we're going to to go through. Uh, We're going to go through the gameplay, the graphics, the worlds, side activities... Uh, the story and lastly a small deal on the DLC. And uh, yeah, any thoughts, Carol? It will be quite a lot. <laughs> yeah, it will. It will. But uh, we're going to go through it together. And yeah, I'm ready. Okay, then I guess we can start with uh, the ga- the gameplay. So there. From from what I've played from the previous Kingdom Hearts game, there are s- some di- different r- differences, but the three, I guess, normal things that are kind of always in Kingdom Hearts is like the simple pre- press X uh, to uh, at- attack with the Keyblade. Then there's la- then there's a jump button, and then there's block evade. And in my case, with block and en- evade. I use that quite quite a, a lot. I sometimes when I did battle, I noticed that hmm, I'm I'm probably using that a bit, a bit too much and should yeah just go uh, for attack. And then there's other things uh, all, all around in Kingdom Hearts Three works really fine. Like there's no no lag or glitch or things like that. Like it's a very me well-made game and most of the gameplay that you do is of course the battling uh, all kind of, t- kind of types of enemies and I, g- I guess to not m- to try to not make uh, battling too boring Kingdom Hearts 3 adds a lot of different things you can do in battle um, like uh, uh, for there's a bunch of different keyblades you can you can use the depending on the different Dis- Disney worlds and uh, if you get a combo of attacks with your key- keyblade then you usually get uh, then you can kind of activate an a second form of that keyblade and uh, if you continue attacking with that form then you will eventually un- unlock a t- third third form form and uh, these progressively get stronger of course and let let let's see see there's there's also this thing with with the kingdom house tree where like there comes up a lot of different icons sometimes when you are in battle which makes you press x and you can do a bigger attack this can be Kind of di- different, like 
so sometimes Donald and Goofy wants to do an attack with you. Sometimes if you use, as I said, the key, the Keyblade abilities, then you can, when you are on the third, you usually can press uh, uh, to do a finishing move, uh, which will be one big strong attack. And these comes these comes up when you're in battle very frequently and uh, you yeah, can... I've heard people complain about this in uh, in more difficult difficulty modes because it's all of the different things just activating but you cannot focus on just like on this one strategy you have maybe like using spells there are some you can turn off uh, uh, um, and and when you are on a certain level in, in Kingdom Hearts 3 they so you you you're kind of like skipping some of, some of them, because I also know that uh, each world has a specific gimmick, uh, and uh, these also can interrupt the flow of gameplay mm. <laughs> sometimes. And uh, well, let's see. Also with the key keyblades, uh, there are some different uh, uh, th things with them. Where when they get to this second and ter third stage, like. Uh, uh, let, let's let's see. I I know that Winnie the Pooh's keyblade key uh, is can shoot a lot of honey bees at the opponent, so it becomes kind of like a a shooting weapon for a while. And uh, yeah, I think uh, I think the one from Frozen World it turns into like ice claws. Uh, I know that the Toy Story one turns into a wrench that you can uh, also use on... Uh, no, not a wrench. I think it's a hammer? Yeah, a hammer. Which one is it? And a rocket. <laughs> and uh, Pirates of the Caribbean becomes uh, kind of a stronger co combat keyblade, I guess. Yeah, it turns into a flag. Yeah, eventually. That's the third stage. Um, so... And I and I know that uh, it's been said like they wanted to like introduce and refine and make combat like frantic and and fast. I think it's because when you do combat so much in this game that they want to spice it up a bit on what you can do, so it's it's just not pressing X. Definitely, and also you don't want to feel like, as we said, there's so many keyblade forms and abilities and prompts for you to do special actions. And we haven't even mentioned the Disney rides that also pop up. Uh, yeah, uh, I I can just also ma mention the, uh, b before we get get to the Disney rides, uh, the magic returns in this game, and the standard magic is like fire and water. You will eventually unlock, uh, uh, let's see, thunder, um, wind, ice, which. Uh, if you use enough, enough of these magic attacks, then you will get a stronger uh, at, attack with that too. The shot luck, which makes you uh, kind of that you can attack more opponents at, at once, you can say. Um, if you if you aim and like get a line. Uh, slow motion slow motion returns in this game from dream draft distance but it's nowhere br as broken as it w was there and i think it's called flow motion actually yeah yeah flow motion wow why uh flow mo motion it's not 
as broken as it was in dream, dream drop distance and if I'm being honest if, if I'm being honest you kind of never use it in battle like um, most of the times I, for, I for, forget that it's even there I think uh, it's been stated somewhere at least I, I, I know I had this information from somewhere uh, they they introduced flow motion back into the game because they wanted to make more like expansive vertical worlds. For example, Hercules' world, it's quite vertical. And I don't think it'd be fun to traverse it without flow motion. I'm not sure. It It is a fun world to, to explore. And as I said, flow motion, uh, you it's not used that much if I'm be, be, being honest. No, not, not for long di- distance from for me either. Well, uh, it's there. It's there. Maybe it. Maybe they will like iterate it uh, on it in the next game. Yeah, and then we get to when, whenever it comes out. Yeah, and then we get to the uh, as Carol previously mentioned the Disney rights. Um, which uh, if I. Usually there's an enemy that gets like a green circle. If you kill that enemy, then you you should then you can uh, get get uh, to activate one uh, Disney ride, which is based on a ride from like Disney uh, from uh, the Disney theme parks. And it's I think the most recognizable ones are uh, the like the big ship, the bits the big swingy ship, the cups. There's also like a shooter ride. It's it's a lot, and they also seem disruptive, but they're fun. <laughs> yeah, the, you if you want to take out a big chunk of en- enemies pretty quickly in the beginning of the games, then you will ca- then will you will use these. And there's a mad key teacup ride, and two times in the game there comes up a train. Um, while I will say that they are kind of useful in like when you're going through this game for, for the first time. But when you are getting at a higher level when things, when enemies doesn't hurt you as much. Then I found that Disney Rides was the one thing that I usually skipped. Uh then there's also then there's also li- links which is that you can you can su- summon one one uh, one Disney character from uh, Simba from the Lion King. There's Ariel from um, Little Mermaid. There's Ralph from Wreck It Ralph. There's Stitch from Lilo and Stitch. And then there's uh, the from Dream Dot Distance again. There's the Dream Eaters. Yeah, there's the dr- Dream Eaters. Uh, and for those and for those who don't know, there are little creatures in your dreams, just like little 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 blowbros, little goobers. Yeah, for the most for the most part, they're like big hamsters. Yeah, be yeah. So some of them, some uh, there's this one that looks a bit like a bat, and yeah, there's a bunch of different. Um, these links. Some some could be useful, like the one that I u- used mo- most was the uh, 
was Simba from the Lion King as that's more of a direct attacking one and a big reason why I used Link, why I used Sim, Simba was uh, because when you activate links it would give you all your health back so it was use so it, so it was so it was useful in that way too yeah like a free heal why not um as i said simba's uh, is good uh, the dreamy eaters one is uh, kind of useful too um aerials is okay i guess ralph's and stitch or 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 not not the dead that fun at all but, but kingdom hearts uh, is kind of a series where you go straight for attack but uh, with the uh, ralph's and stitch abilities like you're building up for for something you to to make a bigger attack but you you kind of just want to attack directly in this game i feel like and then there's also specific party members abilities like in your if you're depending on the world you have and the cast of characters you have sometimes there will come up different abilities like if you're in the Masters Inc. world for an example then you you can do kind of like a scream attack or throw throw my Mike Sullivan as a ball. Then, then the, there's also like uh, with Donald where you can do a magic attack and but yeah this is kind of like what you work with and there's a lot of options if you want to do options uh, sometimes I feel like you you are kind of the, the, the attack and the keyblades abilities the most but if you want to spice it up, there's a bunch of different ways you can do that, I guess. It's enjoyable. I've played some of the Kingdom Hearts at, at your place. And it's fun. It's at, lo- at lower difficulty levels, it's like the perfect game where you can kind of zone out. Yeah, it, 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 well, it is kind of, kind of fun in the gameplay aspect where it, it is fun to battle. Yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, as, as we said before, it's, it's a lot of stuff. It's frantic and it's it's kind of like a spectacle almost. But I see that you have another. Uh, you have the next topics you, that that you wanted to talk okay. about. Okay, now the graphics. Uh, let's see. Uh, as we spoke about in our previous video, this uh, video game uses Unreal Engine Four. Uh, they they switched the engine when they made the game and. It stated that that this shift may made uh, delay the game with one year or maybe even longer, but uh, the game looks re- really good. I can give it. I can give it that. That it lo- looks um amazing, very colorful, very very sometimes y- just the right balance between cartoony because this. There's a lot of Disney films and kind of that Final Fantasy um, typical design. <clears throat> no more. Uh, uh, uh. Uh, there's also some words w- words uh, where it's like the style completely changes. Like um, 
where when you are for for an example in the Pirates of the Caribbean world, then everything looks more realistic. Uh, Sora looks a bit more human. The humans in Pirates of the Caribbean looks really human, I guess. And uh, and then you have Donald Duck and Goofy <laughs> in the scene. <laughs> they 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 are very int- interesting looking. They all also look to try to be more realistic but the problem with Donald and Goofy is that they are very animated characters who yeah because they're cartoon characters but I think it, it's fun like I don't think there's another game that would try to put yeah Donald and Goofy into Pirates of Caribbean and make it look real yeah it, it really looks something like on, on Donald because he has uh, individual feathers I'm gonna look it up. I, I want a refresher. Uh, and uh, there's also the Winnie the Pooh world where it like gets a more hand-drawn feeling with the uh, thicker black lines, I guess you can say. Uh, there's also in specific world where our character changes, like uh, like uh, as as we said, here's one slide where you can see different just like. The, in the Monsters Inc. world, Sora uh, becomes kind of a monster character. Donald's, Donald here, as you can see, becomes a bit more of a realistic duck. And Go- Goofy here in the Toy Story world becomes uh, literally a toy. And yeah, as I said, uh, the game looks re- really go- good. It runs with uh, this looks really well. Like There's not a lot of lag or something like that if you zoom in on things you then maybe you can see so something but then it's like you're really trying to f- to find something that looks bad when when you you're just playing it normally it's not really something you will notice yeah like when you play the game it looks it looks nice and it feels nice mm. okay then Next, off to our next topic, the world. Speaking about the world, which you, which you, which you shouldn't really focus on, as we just said. <laughs> so we have a couple of di- different wor- worlds this time. We have a total of, uh, technically, we have eight Disney worlds and uh, three Kingdom Hearts worlds, I guess, which makes the the, which makes it for 11 words, worlds, I guess. Uh, the first one we are traveling to is uh, Hercules. And one thing that you can also say about all the Kingdom Hearts world is that they are usually, they are usually a, a lot bigger in execution. The, the worlds, like they are a lot longer to go through in the riddle of Disney worlds and there's a lot less loading time as as well, uh, which kind of ma- makes uh, the world kind of itself like a big bigger place when you're going uh, like in a straight line. But if you have seen previous Kingdom Hearts games, then the the size doesn't change that much from when you're just running through it because it kind of like still that corridor 
type of way like there's very few areas where it really expands the expense from from that like it's still like you're going to a specific line where there's some kind of walls between between like it feels more big but it's also way it's also more constrained where you can go not 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 more constraints on on like the previous games like it kind of is the same thing of you're kind of going it's the worlds are a lot longer you can say but it's still kind of that perspective of you're kind of in a a small or a smaller room i almost wanted to say like a theme park ride Mm, maybe the hercules world is Actually, one of the better worlds I feel like this one is kind of fun because it also has three distinctive areas. There's like uh, the the Greek the Greek city area. There's going up this mountain where you can see all this green grass and uh, and mountain shapes and things like that. And then there's the actual Olympus. Um, which uh, I, I guess they took Olympus and did their own thing because it, it doesn't really look that much like the Hercules the film. But uh, the Hercules is one of the more fun worlds, I feel like. Um, yeah. And also to add, uh, was in previous games, uh, the world of Hercules, if we can call that, it was most usually just the Colosseum or the underworld, but that was more towards like Hades, right? Yeah, the, in Kingdom Hearts 2 it was the underworld you could ex- explore in King... But yeah, Hercules is one of the more returning worlds, but uh, sometimes it's just the Colosseum and this time around you're actually getting out to explore kind of the world of Hercules in in a much bigger way. Yeah, I think it's a nice twist. Like, as you said... Like, like one one thing that I probably have to say is that while it, while it is based on Hercules and while it expands on a lot of things, uh, just, I, I don't really feel like there's a lot of things that remind me of the movie Hercules, if, if I'm just speaking mm. about... I can I can see it. Yeah, it's it's the 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 vibe is there. Like okay, Olympus, I get it, but it's not really shown in the movie. Yeah, and then then we have Twilight Town, which is kind of the m- main hub of uh, the game, like the main kind of um, Kingdom Hearts world to go. I have a bit of a mi- mixed feeling on this because while. While it definitely looks better graphically and while Twilight Town is looks also a bit more alive, there's a lot more NPCs and uh, and t- t- things uh, like it looks like a town actually being lived in for th- this time around. Uh, yeah, in wha- Kingdom Hearts 2 it felt very empty. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 t- the thing that feels so weird about Twilight Town is like they cut half the town 
which feels very weird for me that when when it's like sequel and usually you expect for things to get bigger but here they got smaller yeah i guess uh, I'm thinking it's just like if, but at the same time, if they would have included like a full Twilight Town, but they wouldn't have an idea how to like make you interested in exploring, then it's just like more work for less payoff. I don't, I don't, I don't know about about that. To me, it just feels weird that it it is gone, and I felt like you could have done things with the rest of the twi- Twilight Town, like. This time around, you can't even go to the clock tower. You can't even share sea salt ice cream with your friends. <laughs> no, unfortunately not. Uh, but what <laughs> what what they actually did with the stuff that is there looks re- really nice and feels alive. And yeah, yeah. It, as I said, it's kind of the main world hub. Um, let's see, then we get to a Toy Story World, where which is kind of, or the toy box, uh, which uh, is kind of like, remember what I, what I said about um, Hercules, where um, there's kind of one big area this time around, so there isn't a lot of loading places. The whole yeah. Toy Story World is kind of like one big big area like that like um, for most part of the world you're in a shopping center or a toy shopping center with different kind of aspects of what a child kind of is interested in and uh, you can and you can also in toy story world there's a bit of a combat swift of you can go into a big robot and there's like a different kind of play style there where you can shoot and punch and booster and danger death. Yeah, it turns into a mecha game. I love it. Mm. And that's kind of like specifically for the Toy Story world. Well, I mean, if we if we can talk a bit more, wasn't it mentioned that whatever happens to the Toy Story world, it's kind of canonical to the to Toy Story? There was talks about this, right? No, why not? Not re- really. Uh, it, 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 the the game takes place between Kingdom or between Toy Story Two and Toy Story Three. So, if some fans finds this import important, they can make an argument that it's ca- it could be canon for the Toy Story timeline. But for me, that stuff. Th- for me, that that stuff doesn't really matter, if I'm being honest. I think it would have mattered to me since I just love the image, like knowing in my heart of hearts that Woody told Xehanorf to like to like fuck off, that nobody loves you. Well, <laughs> if it's important for you, then it can be canon in your it, head. I think it's in in my edit. It's canon, like. Canonically, Woody just tells this kid to F off. <laughs> okay. Then we have the Tangle world, which might actually be my most favorite favorite world. I, I just love how this for, forest area lo- looks. It's very... 
green, lively, full of nature and some mountains and then you go into like a darker part of the of the forest and eventually you also get to the actual the actual city of Corona. Corona. What an unfortunate name. And uh, the city is very li- lively it's, itself, and uh, yeah, it's a really fun world, I feel like. Also, this is the one, uh, one of the two that followed the story of the movies quite closely. Yeah, this is, is w- this is actually one of the few that <laughs> fo- follows the plot of the, the movie. Like, Hercules, I guess, kind of does in a little way. It takes a bit of the movie and... <laughs> Goes with but that. it's still something new, right? Like, it's not beat for beat, while in Tentangled World, we have practically the, the movie scenes recreated in Unreal Engine. Yeah, kind of. And it's not even the worst offender yet. Okay. Worst offender. Um, then we have the Monster Inc. world, which... Uh, Monster Inc. starts off to me really good with them actually recreating some of the things you see from the movie, like the main kind of place that they work and the place where the doors comes in and the whole door factory is recreated and looks really cool and fun. The further you go in, I felt like I became a little bit less interested. It kind of just became a b- bunch of uh, o- of uh, factory-looking vi- visuals. I mean, it's it's kind of the the deal with Monster Inc. It's it is a factory. Yeah, but it becomes kind of the the l- longer you go into this world, it kind of just looks like a. No, normal factory which kind of not the most f- fun thing I guess uh, let's see then we have what I guess Carol meant with the worst offender we have the frozen world exactly um, and the frozen world to me if I'm being honest the frozen world to me is ki- kind of bo- boring like they barely have anything that recreates anything from the m- movie and it's the, the the place is just kind of full with snow and and ice and I have a I have a bit of a hard time distinguishing places from places in this world. And I'm not uh, I, and I'm not surprised, as you said, it's snow. It's because I guess like the, the movie Frozen, right? It takes place between few locales. It takes place in Arendelle, which is the city. It takes place on the snowy mountain and then like in the snow castle but if you place the majority of action in the forest area with snow it's not very memorable is it <laughs> no not not really and the, the thing is you can't even go to Arendelle the city um the ice ca- castle you can see but you can't go in it um so we we kind of left with a lo- lot of made for this game areas of uh, the the thing the thing also is that it feels a bit weird as well how the kingdom hearts characters are getting into this story because 
this feels like the Sora. Sora doesn't feel like he interacts with uh, the world from or, or the characters from Frozen in that big of a way, if I'm being honest. He's just there. Yeah, he kind of is just there. He's kind of just there to defeat Heartlesses. There's also a big area where you are you're traveling in kind of a, a dark ice castle, which could have been, I guess, fun, but it's it's just kind of so 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 dark to to it and it becomes confusing at so, at some parts of where you even are it sometimes feels like feels, a maze yeah and it's also like the the whole concept feels messy in a way like it's it's like we definitely knew that that frozen had a big chance to to coming into like kingdom hearts it's one of the like biggest animated movies in recent times it's just that we kind of like i was kind of hoping they like as you said, he would interact more meaningfully with 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 with, the, with Anna or Elsa, or maybe like maybe they would do a little bit like a switch on the story, like like he's he's like Sora is there. There's another person. Maybe something else would happen. Yeah, it's it's kind of it's it's just like like that. Is that Sora kind of is just there in the background, kind of looking at. The, the story, he's not that interactive in it. He's kind of, he's, he's there to stop heartlessness. For, uh, then we have, uh, I guess what I can barely call a world. We have the 100 acre woods, which is literally one small r- room with rabbit's garden. Like I love this, the style that this world gives to the characters, but it's incredibly small. Yeah, if I rem- uh and besides that, like because it, because in the in the in the earlier iterations, it wasn't only a room; it was like a like a whole place you had to explore. Well, there were a few different places in the previous games, at least. So, what do you do? What 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 do you have to do in this game here in the hundred acre woods? I'm I'm going to get get to the, that later, but I I can say that it's kind of a mini game world 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 there's no enemies to fight here or anything like that uh, but yeah it it's, uh, has some mini games in it and uh, it it barely ca- count as a disney world like if i remember correctly in like the end credits you you go through the different worlds that you have traveled through to through and winnie the pooh isn't even in that cutscene so it, 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 it <laughs> so it's a completely a skippable world world as well. Uh, let's see. Then we have, if I'm being honest, this is probably my favorite world of them all. We have the Caribbeans, and while while I will say that the the story the story is of the movie at the world's end is not that well incorporated. It was kind of a confusing story in that in the movie itself, but um, this gay world world is so fun. Like it's incredibly big for for once, uh, and there's a lot of different stuff you can do. You can swim, swim. You have this uh, 
you have this pirate ship where you can do boat battling and travel through, through different islands of the game and find different stuff and there, there are some there are some bigger areas where you have to move with your character for the traditionally fighting gameplay but yeah this world is yeah, so so much fun to me like this this is kind of what I expected when I heard that the Kingdom Hearts worlds would be much bigger. Yeah, and I and and like the gimmick here, the ship which you mentioned is on like on full display. Like people mention the combat from this world in other games, like in other pirate games. Uh, for example, now Skull and Bones is coming out, and there's been a gripe with another game studio trying to make a pirate game. And in the meantime, everybody, oh, well, I mean, I have Kingdom Hearts 3. Why would I want another pirate game? It's, it's kind of funny in that, that way that this is just the gimmick of one wor world. Like, they could easily make a whole game out of this, I feel like. Yeah, kind of an exploration game, I feel like. <laughs> what if <laughs> Cloud Stripe Caribbean Adventure? Mm. Yeah, to think about the possibilities. <laughs> uh, then we have San Francisco, Tokyo, which uh, when I first went through, through this world in like the story mode, uh, the, the thing that I noticed was that there, there wasn't a lot of times to actually explore the world. Like the sto story kind of moves you to different places all the time. And uh, when I went back to the world, I kind of couldn't understand why, because... This is the most easily get, getting lost uh, wo wo word that the, that the, this game has. Like it's so easily to for for me to just get lost, and there's a lot of just similar-looking places. And it's a city. It's basically a city that you can get lost in. It's it's, it's San Francisco. It's a lot of big vertical buildings, a lot of busy streets, and I don't blame you. I, I, God knows I need Google Maps when I go outside to like a bigger city. <laughs> I, I don't think I like the execution of this one uh, that much, if I'm being honest. Uh, let's see, then we have uh, the Keyblade Graveyard, or if I'm being honest, kind of just... The Keyblade Graveyard is kind of just some rooms to do boss battles in with. And the rooms are kind of like these brown muddy places. And it's not the most visually interesting to look at. And it's kind of like just... Yeah, as I said, it's kind of just rooms where you do boss battle with the Organization 13. And it hasn't changed much from other games. Like we, I think we had it in the second one, right? And uh, not the second one, but I think in Birth by Sleep. Yeah, we had it in Birth by Sleep, and we also had it in uh, uh, in Union Cross. But yeah, it looks the same. It also functions the same. In Union Cross, it's uh, probably more important than this game. I feel like. Yes, I mean basically. Uh, it's 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 gonna spoil the story, so I'm not gonna mention it. But it does it does like this place does tie to to the mobile game mm. for once. And then we have Scala at Kylum, which when I first saw this word in a trailer, I thought this looks am amazing. And 
Well, what a different final world. Playing it, it was a was a mess. Like yep. you take three steps, and these power, these twelve powerful uh, creatures that Sayanot has um, has created are constantly attacking you. Like there's there was no time at all to explore anything of the world. It's just you're getting bombed with these cre- creatures. Uh, so, so I guess you can see this as a bi- just a bigger room for to do the final boss battle. And like, I guess this is also like this is this is connecting to like missing link. But even still, I kind of wish because. Yeah, it it's just like a boss rush before you get to the final enemy. It's a shame you couldn't explore it more. Hmm. So if I would rank this world, I would uh, have it in an order of 100 acre woods. While it visually is is interesting, it's just it's just so small that I can't really say that any of the other worlds are better. Then we have, then I would say Keyblade Blade Graveyard where. Yeah, as I said, it's not that much of a wo- world. It's kind of just some bigger rooms to do boss battles. Scarlet Kalem, uh, as I said, it looks visually very interesting. But as I previously just said, it's you don't really get to explore it. And then we have, then I would say from if I'm talking about the kind of main wo- world, then I would put. San Francisco last, as I said, kind of just confusing wor- world. <laughs> you said San Francisco. Yeah. Well, the name is the name is very similar. Uh, then I would put Arendelle, kind of for the same reason. I like. I I wish that Arendelle would have actually had something more from the movie. That, 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 I do too. That is a problem I I ha- I have with. Arendelle as a whole it's kind of just a big snowy place like there's no time for the city as I said you can't even go to the ice castle uh, Twilight Town uh, looks really good for looks re- re- really good for what is there Mon- Monstropolis recreates some parts of the movie and uh, uh, it works for fine for what is there, there I feel, feel like it's a fun enough world the toy box the toy box doesn't really recreate that much from the movie maybe just Andy's room but what is there works and is uh, fun fun to explore now if I'm being honest I'm probably not the biggest guy on uh, malls so that maybe isn't as appealing to me but uh, it does it's a fun world world uh, I would say take Olympus in the third place. I just feel like it's it's a very big big place, and it has three distinguished places, and all those are fun and very visually interesting. I feel like Kingdom of Corona. I feel is the place that recreated its movie best, if I'm being honest, and the forest area is really. Beautiful and fun, I feel like. Uh, and then number one would easily, to me, be the Caribbean. Like that, that world is just 
for fun for me and just so incredibly big. Yeah, I think your rankings are fair and I agree with every single one of them. Really? It doesn't I agree? You don't disagree with anything, okay? No, I like I, I think you you made good points and like maybe I would have like maybe just maybe put San Fan Tokyo before like higher than Arendelle, but even then the the the, the difference is so small, it could be either or. Mm. Okay, I guess to, to our next next topic, side activities. Uh, okay. Uh, there, there's a different, some different stuff you can do in Kingdom Hearts 3. The, this first one, I guess this really isn't a side activities because this is requiring the game, but the gummy ship uh, retur- returns from previous game and it's much more of a, a be bigger places to explore, explore and travel around with your gummy ship. I'm not the biggest fan of the gummy ship if I'm be- being honest, like... Uh, while I guess some people might might find this fun, I kind of just wanted to go to the the the, the worlds as quickly as possible, and I I don't I, like Kingdom Hearts when they interact of different gameplay mechanic. It's not deep enough to make it feel really that interesting to me, but it kind of it works. I guess fine enough as a space shooter. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say that it's boring, but uh, it wasn't one of the most memorable things for me. I agree. It's not the most memorable. It's fun that they tried to make it like way more 3D, since previous games had this the shooter to be on rails a lot more. Like this is way more free. Um, the same, and I enjoyed it. It's it's fun, but I also wouldn't say like the most memorable side side activity in the game. Uh, let's see. Then there's um, uh, little chefs. Uh, throughout the game, you will hear Donald and Goofy constantly say, "This looks like a good place to find ingredients, even places where you don't think you can find any." Um, <laughs> Like, like really, where are you two looking at? Um, and yeah, the, these kind of when you can go with ingredients, there's a few different cuisines you can make, and there is there's tied to a bit of a mi- three different mini games uh, which you can perform, and these can make different food plates, which I guess can give you, give you different uh, temporary stats. I've heard that on higher difficulties, you the the food stuff help a lot, right? Yeah, it it, it does. Let's see. Then we have radiant garden. No, no, we don't have Radi- we, radiant. We have garden? no. Ignored, ignore that. We have. <laughs> okay, now we we have the gummy phone. Uh, Sora gets a. A mobile for phone in this this game and that is kind of uh, luck to the main menus and sometimes when you're in loading cutscenes you will see Kingdom Hearts characters tweet yeah this this is such a weird addition yeah, which is which feels very weird for characters that for a character that barely has that has not 
used any kind of mobile device before to just randomly see Sora and Donald Duck and Goofy tweet is such a bit of weird thing. But these are kind of where you can find the collectible stuff on keeping track on different things like there's a photo album, Lucky Emblems, Classic Kingdom, Story, um, Secret Report, Treasures. And yeah, if we go go to different things like you, there's an uh, there's a photo mode where you can take out your camera and uh, yeah, take photos of the of the worlds and the characters and uh, you can do a lot of selfies. You can even when it's not really appropriate. <laughs> yeah, like you can do selfies during battle as well. Yeah, you can. You you can take a Sora selfie when you see do. Donald and Goofy battling and I, I guess Donald and Goofy kind of just this kid is on his phone way too much <laughs> uh, Have you seen the clip online where I think it was specifically in the Toy Story world you go through like a vent and it periodically starts and Sora just whips out his phone and in the background you can see Donald get thrown into like the the, 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 the brain <laughs> Yeah <laughs> I have seen that one. Good activity. Mm. Uh, and the photo mode is uh, it's actually tied to kind of one thing. And these are kind of like the lucky emblems or I guess hidden mickeys. In, this, in the world you can find a bunch of different, uh, uh, different shapes that uh, resembles the Mickey Mouse triangle fa- face. And these are spread around the world and they are weirdly important if you want to uh, to see the to see the secret movie at the ending. Like the the, the depend, depending on how many photos you take of it and depending also on the difficulties depends on m- makes um, the movie if you see the secret movie at the end or not. Uh, there's also kind of like these uh, small GB, GBA types games that you can find which incorporates a old Disney cartoon and makes a little game out of, out of it. Which uh, I guess is small, is small time for fun like you're, you're not really going to play this for like more than three minutes or something like that like the games are not really that deep but uh, they're they're a small small tiny bit of fun I guess in the worlds you will also uh, try to collect uh, the different treasure chests and there's also these kind of um, pudding creatures which can um, unlock uh, mini games in the in the world and uh, the different, yeah, different type of mini mini games that you can perform with this pudding. Yeah, pudding type. Yeah. Uh, then there's also some specific to mini games to the worlds themselves. There's uh, in the frozen world and one of the I guess memorable parts. There's like a snow snow ride where you. 
take goofy shields and you are going down the mountain. Uh, there's a parkour minigame in the Big Hero 6 world. There's a dancing minigame in the Tangle world. And uh, the Winnie the Pooh world has this kind of mini minigame of... Uh, I'm not exactly sure how to explain this, but it's kind of like you, you are supposed to... Uh, for an example, the one I have here is with the picture of the flower minigame, which means that you are supposed to kind of uh, make a line where you can uh, get a lot of the same flowers in one big puddle and get a big... It's like connect free. Yeah, kind of. And then... Like, you know this game, you shoot bubbles and they fall off. It's basically this. Uh, yeah, that, that's a way better explanation than whatever I just pulled. Uh, then there's <laughs> Verum Rex, which uh, had a weirdly a big amount of importance that you would not expe expect, but... It's kind of like taking the mecha suits from the Toy Story world, expanding them maybe a little bit and making a whole minigames of that. Then when you're, when you're actually done with the game or when you have beat it one time, you, there's appears these things in the world which is kind of like a, a battle with a lot of different heartlesses and if you beat the battle then you get a secret re report I look I like the idea of like a mini game unlocking more stuff it's just that it's gonna I know it's gonna tie back to Final Fantasy 15 uh, I mean for uh, 14 no 13 yes <laughs> it's just gonna tie back to that game yeah <laughs> But nevertheless, I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's see. Um, for, I guess, what... If you remember, I kind of did predictions in the last video. And I, I guess we can see how that w went. I, I Like, all the seven hearts were kind of correct. The, mm. the ones I predicted of the, the 13 were kind of uh, correctly... Two, but there were, were four that I didn't even guess on and those took, the ones that took those places were Marlux, Loxene, Dark, Riku and weirdly enough Shion. Yeah, I like I forgot that the Dark Riku was even, or is it Data Riku? Like no, I forgot dark, it even existed. No, it's Dark Riku. Okay, I almost conflated it too. From what I can understand of Dark Riku, it's like, it's like they say or not went back in time, took Riku from Kingdom Hearts one when he was a bit of uh, a douche. Yeah, yeah, and uh, took that form of Riku and put it in a replica. What? <laughs> Oh, okay, okay, okay. So he, like, copied Riku from years ago. He yeah, copied Riku from, like, a specific time point. <laughs> if I oh, could understand God. that correctly. <laughs> I need an organization of evil baddies. I need this child stat on my team. Mm. Okay, for our last point, I guess, we have the story. 
And uh, I'm not going to go through exactly everything and this is going to be a very simplified version of the story. But uh, yeah, if I'm going to go through the, the, this... Uh, uh, we are beginning in Kingdom Hearts with the Hercules world and uh, I guess the re reason why Sora is traveling to Disney World this time is uh, uh, to uh, grow stronger as he got to, uh, as he got weakened at the end of the last game. So Kingdom Hearts 3 is kind of just Sora traveling to different worlds to get stronger and unlock the power of waking waking uh, oh, while while Sora is going through these worlds uh, Mickey and Riku is exploring the world of darkness yeah world of darkness thank you Carol um, which uh, they are going they are there to try and find aqua and uh, a little bit later on how uh, that goes I guess uh, at the meantime uh, through the, the different Disney worlds uh, in, in each world actually the organization feels a bit more involved in this game because in each world you will meet an, an member from the organization 13 and they are usually the reason why uh, bad stuff is happening in that world Another reason why the Organization 13 is going through this different world is that they are trying to, I guess, find the new seven princesses because because apparently there's seven new new princesses with the exception of Kyrie, which for some reason carried on that role. You know. Well, I I don't I don't know if like I just wanted to ask more about why are there new seven new princess princesses? But I guess it's just like it's a like it's like a time thing, right? It's just like there's a new time, new princesses. I have no idea if I'm being honest. Like it's a, a no more no more a thing. <laughs> okay, okay, just just no more a thing. Yeah, got it. You can blame everything on him. Um. <laughs> Then uh, what? Uh, w when you are actually done with the Disney worlds, you will notice that uh, Riku and Mickey have done uh, terribly because they had one thing to do and they failed at it. Uh, and that is to fa find and rescue Aqua, which uh, didn't go too well p for them. I think Mickey even got captured and Riku is doing... A bit badly, so Sora comes in to save the day, I guess. L like, like, it, like it feels like I'm joking a bit, but that is kind of what what is happening throughout the game. While we, while Sora is going through all the different Disney worlds, and they they are just uh, like regaining his powers at all. Mm, they they are just going through this uh, world where they accomplish like nothing, if I'm being honest. <laughs> I mean, they did find Aqua. If not for them, Sora would have to be the one waltzing around the World of Darkness after her. Okay, so they f they find Aqua, beat some sense into her, and she, I think, regains her herself? Yeah, she regains uh, her consciousness, I guess. And uh, uh, another, another story plot that happens in this uh, game is that uh, um, there is found that Sora carries three hearts inside him. 
And one of the horse we know is uh, Roxas. The other two is kind of a, a mystery for for Sora at least. For us it's kind of obvious what they are. And that gets revealed when uh, Sora meets Vanitas for the first time. Which re- he reveals that, um, vent- that Sora has Ventus in his heart. Um, and I can also add the reason for why Akko was in the world of darkness was because she was looking for the world that never was. She, I think she hid Ventus from Xehanorf, right? Yeah, yeah. And Vanitas, I guess, too. Exactly. And now that Aqua is back to her senses and with Sora in tow, they are looking for Ventus to wake him up and they meet at the world that never was. Yeah, this is going kind of far from the story, not feeling a bit slow. It certainly picks up the pace really much. Like the first thing after you rescue Aqua is that you go straight to Ventus and you do a quick battle with Vanitas. And then Sora unlocks the power of awakening and awakens Ventus. And Ventus is now on the team. Yeah, I guess that, that is something that you, we can say is that uh, they have their seven uh, Keyblade fighters ready. And so now they are going into the battle with the uh, 13 uh, against the organization 13. And if I'm being honest, the first time around it goes terrible. Uh, like really terrible, like... They are losing members left and right and Sora goes into kind of some states where he meets uh, yeah, and he kind of recollects himself and through this process he somehow travels back in time and changes the outcome and uh, yep this this is I'm not exactly sure if I'm explaining everything correctly here but this is kind of just what I remember then there's a bunch of heartlessness that comes and Gen Sid comes into battle and uh, we re- we are also getting separate from God- Donald and Goofy so now it really is just the seven Keyblade Warriors versus the Organization 13 for the final clash Something that I can also say is that in the story, something that is going on throughout the time is that, uh, um, let's see, what was this character's name? Xander. Uh, it's an X name, <laughs> but it doesn't say much because I don't. I don't think we said how. Like we're go- we're going through with this as if you know who, like the naming scheme, like everybody in the organization. Uh, like has an X in their name, which is so silly. <laughs> I'm googling Kingdom Hearts free sassy one. Uh, yeah, but Maybe it's, it's not it. him. The the sassy one you said was Demix. No, Demix is the one with the guitar. I'm thinking about the scientist. Okay, the sassy scientist uh, for, from the previous game, which was not the. Uh, uh, supposed to return to the organization 13 returns himself and he is kind of useful because of his experiments with replicas 
from one of the previous game. And those replicas... Vexen. Yeah, the Vexen. And those ve- replicas are useful for the organization 13 in the way that uh, that's kind of what most of the members are. Uh, are. Like, uh, when, when you think about it, how is Semnes existing in a time with say or not when it's his nobody? And that's because uh, they have kind of took Semnes se- sem- and put him in a replica body. And that is ca- kind of and apparently, uh, what did you say his name was again, Carol? Vexen. Uh, Vexen, um, who doesn't become one of the full 13 mem- members. Uh, and for some reason, Demix is there, but he isn't part of the team either. Uh, they, he apparently betrays the organization 13 and... Ask Demix to deliver a replica body who, which is later used to bring Roxas back. So Roxas joins the battle. And uh, yeah, through, throughout uh, these, uh, ba- you were kind of going quickly through the Organization 13's ba- battle. Like for enemies that have appeared for just a long part of the g- game. They certainly just kind of drop like flies. Uh, and so you def- defeat one member after one member. And uh, yeah, until I guess you have defeated 12 of them. Yeah, I, uh, exactly. And at the end, Xehanorf destroys uh, Kyrie's body to create the Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, apparently what was needed was 13 keys to kind of open uh, Kingdom Hearts. And those 13 keys you got from battle with uh, the 7 light and 13 darknesses. So, um, Sayonot starts to open Kingdom Hearts and he goes and he goes into this wor- wor- world. At the, sa- at the same time, the other characters... Most of the other characters are outside this world and they are trying to prevent it with their keyblade. While Sora, Donald and Goofy on the other side follows Sayonot through this world. And this is kind of where the final battle with uh, Sayonot happens. And as you said, you run through this world, you get attacked by a bunch of enemies and at the end you fight with Xehanort. Yeah. And uh, yeah, eventually, of course, you wi- you will defeat say and not, and yeah, and th- the ending I feel very very weird about because say not throughout all the game was kind of a terrible was a, a, a really evil dude and he did some terrible stuff to a lot of our main characters, so it feels a bit weird of an ending where it almost is like oh we forgive you. Well, they, they they don't really forgive him, but it it, it has that, that kind of weird feeling to it. Like, this man should burn in flames. He should be boiling in, like, tar in hells of, like, pits of hell. But no, he gets to, like, move on. Yeah, instead, he gets to move on with his, I guess, best friend. Come, come on, say you're not. Let's go. His best friend. <laughs> yeah, this this is a character that in in one previous game took 
Terra's body took his own mind to 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 in it and used it to carry on his own experiment and and this is the end this is the send off like this this he should have like I'm all for like redeeming villains but this man should should suffer yeah the, the, the thing is that he has done nothing until this point to get any kind of small redemption um but yeah then Sora gets the keyblade and he stops there <laughs> And it's a key. It's a keyblade spelled with like a special sign that says key. Yeah, I I don't really understand the name of this one. Like, it, it it's called a keyblade, but all the other keyblades are called keyblades. <laughs> Damn it, 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 it no makes more. it makes no sense. <laughs> and then we kind of get an ending movie where a Roxas is reunited with uh, Sheriffy. Uh, yeah, and some other nice moments. Like, I guess the biggest reveal was that Namine uh, got uh, one of the replica bodies, so she is back in the world. And the data, the the and the Twilight Town kids are together again. And like Sykes also joined them. Yeah, I I, I guess I guess I also should have mentioned that in the ending, Sora is uh, going. To, to some way find Kyrie as uh, he believes she is still alive. So he no no he no, no, no 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 actually so because I actually know what happens here. So basically, when Xehanort destroyed Kyrie to open Kingdom Hearts, he like basically killed her. But then Sora picked all the pieces back together for like off her, even though it's like one of the taboos of the world. So at the ending scene, it's not like he's looking for Kairi, it's Kairi looking for him because he dis- disappears, because he broke one of the laws of the world. You kind of spoiled the DLC, DLC port. Cut it out! <laughs> uh, 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 I don't I don't care, care, care that, that much, but yeah, they, no, they cut, kind of... I mean, cut it out, cut it out, it's okay. Uh, we can see what I do with it. Um, the ending scene is kind of like... Kyrie and Sora sitting n- nicely watching the sunset, and you just kind of see now now Sora disappears instead. So we, we it's kind of like we have lost Kyrie to the ending scene. Oh, we have gotten Kyrie back, but now we lost Sora again. <laughs> and uh, if I'm being on- honest, from the, the story of Kingdom Hearts to me when I first went through it was I kind of made you disappointed because it felt so straightforward. Like Kingdom Hearts games are so weirdly and twisty, twisty and has just some kind of such a weird element factor to its story. And this just felt so straightforward. I didn't really feel that Kingdom Hearts magic in this story if I'm being honest until actually one cutscene which comes right at the at the end where I, I guess for the next games it gets revealed uh, we have seen we have seen some of these characters be- before and yeah the foretellers are summoned and we're going to get the re- reveal of who Luxu was this whole time which uh, is revealed to be 
Did you, did you just laugh a little bit? I did. <laughs> it's revealed to be Sigbar, which... <laughs> it's so... I'm, I always keep thinking of, like, I'm already have Xehanorf. <laughs> and turns out that that he was important this whole time. Yeah, but this suddenly creates such a big t thing because when, when you think back on when you look at this cutscene from Birth by Sleep, he is like the dear wit saying or re read in. Now, now it becomes this twi twist on the other side that, well, wait, <laughs> he is kind of pulling the strings around the back. Like, like, I, I, like, I really enjoyed this twist, actually. Like, this was one of the most Kingdom Hearts things I felt in, in this game. And then, and then there's another secret movie, which the first time I watched this, I felt like this made no sense at all. What, like, why are we in this super realistic Tokyo city landscape? And why? Yeah, and so why in is the after scene? And why is your Sora here? Sora, yeah. So in the after scene, uh, for our listeners, uh, Sora ends up in Tokyo, <laughs> just straight up Tokyo, and it's futuristic. And there's another character who looks very similarly to another hero from other from one other of Nomura's games. Yeah, yeah. The 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 thing is when. Because you saw your Sora a bit in a cutscene in the Toy Story world, and you did not think that much of it. And and suddenly he just appears in this uh, cutscene, and you're like, "Oh, you you haven't let this go, have you, Nomura?" No <laughs> I love it so much. If Kingdom Hearts contributes to a Final Fantasy 13 reboot, I'd say go for it. Like, Varim Rex, if it, this is what you want to do, then do it. Do it. Okay, then Okay, then we have, uh, I guess, a quick world on the DLC. Like, the, 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 the DLC is called Remind, and it's kind of going through what Sora did just after. Uh, the the ending scene and why he disappeared and kind of the reason why he disappeared is that he used the power of waking in too many times. If we're going to through the remind DLC, it's a kind of a lot of reusable content. Like there's a lot of the boss battle you did with the organization 13 is reused. Uh, one of the cool things that the, the Remind DLC actually did was that you, this time around, could actually explore Sala uh, al-Kailum, which is kind of also the most memorable part, I feel. And, uh, and uh, when you are done with the kind of story and arrest you carry, you're unlocking this other event where you meet... Uh, some Final Fantasy character for for once, and you are in like a data version with Sora battling uh, a data versions of the real organization 13s to kind of try to unlock some hidden hidden uh, secrets that uh, 
the organization might have had. Yeah, and that I, I can I can also uh, mention that critical mode was uh, not a part of the original game and it was a thing that they added on April 2019. Yeah, but I remember I think the developers said they wanted to see how people played the game first and then like adjust what to make harder. That's why critical mode came like afterwards because usually it's part of the main game. Hmm. Yeah, the D- which I think it's it's a fine explanation. Mm. The DLC to me, uh, it fe- it felt a little bit weird because it felt like there was a lot of reused reused content here. But uh, there, there, at at least it continues the story, and we get an answer to uh, how Kyrie was was saved. So how was Kyrie saved? You kind of explained it a bit earlier, but it's kind of like Sora collecting all these pieces through together again and kind of by using the power of awakening. Yeah, awaken Kyrie. Sora used his keyblade to awake Kyrie. Yeah, he became a necromancer and he brought her back to life. Mm. <laughs> well, this has been. I, I guess an interesting but kind of long video as well. How did how did you feel about it, Carol? I feel I, I feel it was fun. As like uh, as I said before, I'm into Kingdom Hearts. I may not have played all the games, but it's still fun to talk about. Mm. There's it's so twisty and silly and and I guess that's what makes it just so. And th- there's always something you can appreciate if it's the worlds, the characters, the the sassy scientists. <laughs> that man lost his hair at one point. <laughs> his wig was snatched. <laughs> so yeah, so even just talking about it is, is fun. If I'm going to give a, an ending kind of... Uh, what, what My feelings on the game... Uh, Overall, a good and fun experience. There were some things that I had a I had a mixed feeling about, about a big part of the sto- story because I felt it, it was a bit too much straightforward, and there were some aspects of the worlds that I was I wasn't a fan of. Like I t- thought that some of the world could have actually uh, made use of making some recognizable uh, aspect from the films but overall I would say that this is a good and fun game yeah and I agree it's a good and fun game Mm. Um, again thank you all for listening to this episode of the Media Bubble Podcast it means a lot if you subscribe or follow so hit that button uh, with passion thanks to Jahazar for intro and outro comedy And check us out on YouTube, uh, Twitter, or Tumblr. (laughs) See you again soon and have a wonderful day. Goodbye.